Welcome back to another edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. I'm Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And we are rolling right along on Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. We have talked about the first five chapters. We're going to recap chapter five before we talk about chapter six. Before we do that, as we record this in August of 2020, of course in the middle of a global pandemic, we just met a lot of new friends last night. Yeah, I was going to say, we we might be a little low on the energy level because we were out late last night having a great time. There's something wrong with me today because I've taken two naps already. I think I've <laughs> been asleep more than I've been awake. I don't know what's going on. I feel okay. Yeah, you just needed some ketchup. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I like ketchup. Yeah? More so than mustard. Yeah, mustard's awful. I like barbecue sauce, though, too, on certain you like things. You like that sauce? Sauce. But we were at the O'Fallon Hoots, Hoots game. We play in a, uh, I believe it's like a collegiate uh, prep league or the, the collegiate uh, future stars uh, prospects league. Acapella group? Yeah. I'm sure some of them are in acapella groups. Probably. It's the collegiate prospects league or something like that. And they had a Harry Potter night last night. Only 25% capacity due to the pandemic. Pandemic, But there was still a really good crowd there. We met a lot of people and gave away a lot of stuff. We met a lot of teachers. We did. It was an odd, ongoing thing. I don't know if it's just because it was Harry Potter and teachers love Harry Potter or what the common factor there was but it was, it was strange i just thought it was interesting we met a lot of teachers and mm-hmm. yeah, we did meet a lot of teachers did some networking we've got some that say they're gonna start listening to the podcast and recommend it to their students so that's really cool and uh it was ju- it was just a fun night it was a very pleasant evening you know it wasn't 100 degrees like it has been mm-hmm. here lately and it was uh, it was a really good time. So I want to thank the Old Fallon Hoots for having us out, and thank everybody that stopped by the Broomsticks and Butterbeer table to say hi. And congratulations to those of you who went home with some good prizes, and those of you that picked up a bookmark or a button and are going to give us a listen. We uh, really appreciate it. A uh, little special announcement, Jess. You got a little drum roll for me. As you know, the Broomsticks and Butterbeer podcast is available on pretty much every podcast platform you can find. Yes. Uh, it's available on Apple Podcasts if yes. you have an iPhone. It's available on Google Play if you have an Android phone. It's available on iHeartRadio, which is a free app. It's available on Spotify. And today I just got word that we are on Pandora Ooh. as well, which is another Ooh. app that I have on my phone. And I tested it. Yeah, we sure are. I looked oh, it up. Before they didn't lie to you? They did not lie to me. That was nice of them. So we are on Pandora as well. So if you don't, ha- if you're not, if you can't find us, you're not trying. But if they can hear this, then they found us. Right. But if you have a friend saying, oh, I tried to listen to that podcast you were telling me about and I couldn't find it. They're lying to you. They are. They just don't want to listen to it, which is fine. Or they just don't know how their phone works. My dad doesn't know how his phone works. That's true. My, not, nor does my dad, but he does listen to podcasts and stuff on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he does. But when mm. he had when he had his phone when we went on the float trip a couple weeks ago, trying to listen to his podcast, he had it in like a waterproof bag, and he pressed some button. He said, "Bud, my my app, my Downcast app, it's gone." And Downcast is, I think it like pulls from like Google and Apple and Spotify, kind of you know 
Puts it all in one place for you. Puts it all into you. like a third party app. But he had just pressed the button and then couldn't see the screen because of the combination of the sun and the, the waterproof bag that it was in. I thought he was saying that if he pushed the button for the downcast app, it took him to something else. That's what he said. Like, he said he changed where the button took him. I'm like, that's not possible. It, it, you know, I I kind of see what he was saying because I we got it out of the bag and I pressed something and a timer popped up. He goes, see, see, I told you. And it then I just timer. And then I just pressed the back button. So apparently, I don't know, maybe downcast has a timer built into it. As part of its programming. Uh, the other thing I want to mention. So th- again, thanks to everybody we met last night, and thanks for giving us a chance. If you're, you're listening, uh, give us a follow on Twitter at Broomsticks B. That's Broomsticks followed by the letter B, no underscores, no spaces. Uh, give us a follow on Facebook. We post new episodes uh, to both places, and then if you just subscribe, you'll just get it right away. So if you subscribe to the podcast, up. as soon shows up. right as soon as it, as soon as I upload it, it's it's on your phone. If you don't subscribe, then you have to wait until whatever app you're using, like every 24 hours, they cycle through everything that's been uploaded and put it up. If you're not a subscriber, but if you subscribe, you get it immediately. Ah. It's, that's how Wizarding Podcasts work. Oh. It's magic. It is. Oh, that's nice that we get that benefit. So the, the last thing I want to say before we start recording, as most of you that know that have been listening to us, Jess and I both had COVID back in March of 2020, as we record this in August of 2020. And for the most part here, four plus months later, we're doing pretty good, all things considered. However, there are still some lingering things. Like, for example, I still have very little smell or taste, um, you know, four plus months later. But COVID brain is a real thing. <laughs> And I have to put that disclaimer out there because if you've listened to the podcast from the beginning, I feel personally like sometimes I cannot get the words out that I want to. I feel like my brain, normally I, I feel like I'm, I'm not like super smart or anything, but I feel like I'm pretty quick-witted and that I can kind of think on my feet pretty well. And I feel like since I've recovered from covid that some of those things aren't as strong as they... Even, like, right now when I'm talking, some... Yeah, some they describe those. it as foggy. You've got, like, a foggy brain. Mm-hmm. So, I apologize to anybody who might have no, might have noticed the change in that, because I've noticed a change in myself in this podcast and the other podcasts I do, and just in my daily conversation. Sometimes I know exactly what I want to say, but I can't get it out, or... I'm ready to get it out, and it kind of clouds up. So I don't know if you're having that same thing. I know you're having you were having some issues with like, uh, like uh, circulation and joints and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if you're having anything similar like that. Um, it's, I think it's a little different, but it's the same. I I can't find words sometimes. And apparently, I have a drinking problem. <laughs> you just spill water all over yourself. <laughs> In the movie Airplane, they say that uh, the pilot, he goes, I got, I got, uh, lost my job because of my drinking problem. And you see that his drinking problem has nothing to do with alcohol because anytime he tries to take a drink of water, he just splashes it all over his face. <laughs> and that's what I just did with my enormous water bottle. It went all over my shirt. 
So apparently there's some coordination issues there. Yeah, that's well, that, what I had. That perception <laughs> issue. Coordination issues. Uh, hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna drink like our president here. There you go. The, two hands. Use two I'm hands, gonna, I'm gonna big put boy. One hand up here on the rim. I'll put one hand at the at the base. To be fair, that is like the <sighs> biggest water bottle ever. How many ounces is 64 that? Sixty-four ounces, baby. Yeah, I I couldn't handle that with one hand. <laughs> I've had uh, I've had a a, a rough. Uh, eight months or so started back in october i had my first kidney stone ever and then in february i got my second kidney stone and now you drink more water and then uh short about three weeks after i passed that sucker i got covid (laughs) so one thing that has come out of it is i bought this wonderful water bottle from and i got you one too from amazon yeah mine's not as big yours is like 44 Four ounces, forty-five yeah. ounces, and it's it's by Quifit. And I still have Q-U-I-F-I-T. to make sh- make sure I grab it on the indented yeah. sides, or there's no way my hand will go See, all the I way around. See, I can't grab it. it on the indented sides because it's it'll just slide off. My my grip's not that good, so I have to kind of grab it at the top, like choke it, <laughs> choke the neck of it before I uh, indulge in some delicious ice cold water. But yeah, now I'm drinking more water than I've ever drank in my life, and I and it's. It's fine. fine. Everybody's like, oh, you'll feel so much better. Ah, eh. (laughs) Feel about the same. Feel like I drank a bunch of water. (laughs) Feel like I gotta go to the bathroom all the time. That's the that's the only (laughs) only difference. COVID brain, what were we talking about? Uh yeah, I had (laughs) coordination. I spilled water all over myself. (laughs) I had some coordination issues. It was that day that I hit myself in the jaw Mm. with the refrigerator door so hard that it swelled and turned purple. Um yeah, things like that. And then not being able to come up with words. I forgot my principal's name. I was talking to somebody. I forgot what school I worked at. And I I couldn't come up with it. And it's like, she emails me like three times a week. I, I worked with her for her for three years. What is her name? And I kind of started to have like a panic moment where it wasn't like a panic attack. But I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, why can't I think of this? Like, it just kind of freaked me out that I couldn't come up with the word that I wanted. I was on a Zoom call with all the librarians in the district, and there's a lot of new ones this year, and everybody was saying, my name is so-and-so, I'm at this school, I'm, my name is so and I got to my school, to, to, you. to me, and I said, my name's Dan Rhino, I'm at, what school am I at? Oh, I'm at, the, you know, then I said the name of my school. So, it, it's, um... In your defense, you've changed schools a lot recently. I mean, not in, like, the last four years. No? Yeah. Okay. I've only worked at three schools in my 18 years in education. Yeah, but they've all been... The transfer changes were all clumped together. Yeah. You only did one year at the middle one, so mm-hmm. you were at jury did, for a long time. Yeah, I did 13 years at one, one year at another. And, and then now so I where you're this at. This will be my fifth year at... It doesn't so seem like that long. I know. Brown, I don't... Yeah, it doesn't seem like it, it's been that long either, but... Uh, so that's where we're at right now. So we apologize if we're, <laughs> if we're not we, as good as we used to be, which wasn't, we very, sound a little... which wasn't very good to start off with. <laughs> what is wrong with them? Yeah, I don't know. I always say that it's every COVID. day. I say what's wrong. And we, you say what's wrong with me every day, but that's usually for, for different reasons. But uh, let's get into, since we spent 10 minutes talking about all kinds of other stuff, let's get into what we're really here for, which is Chapter 6. So before we do that, I'm going to do a little Chapter 5 recap, which was Weasley's Wizard Wheezes. 
We are at the Weasley residence finally. Everyone is there. Arthur, Molly, Charlie, Bill, Percy, Fred, George, Jenny, Ron, Harry, Hermione, John, Paul, George, Ringo. What? No, uh, no. SpongeBob. No, Patrick, no. I think you're you're going off list Leonardo, again. Leonardo, Michelangelo, Donatello, Raphael, no. Master Splinter. No, this is not accurate. Everybody's there. Everyone. Uh, we are off to the Quidditch Cup in the morning, and Molly is super disappointed in Fred and George's wizarding progress. Uh, Transylvania is apparently Ouch. represented in the Quidditch Cup and, and doing pretty well because they have vampire wizards on their team. You do not. Which is not fair. Uh, you cannot confirm nor deny that, though. I Was I supposed to, like, look it up? You I just am... pretty emphatically said that they yes. don't. But no, you they have don't. no proof. Okay, I'll, I guess I didn't know I was in charge of finding proof. I will find proof. I didn't know I was in charge of finding evidence behind my argument. I thought you were just going to believe I me. I thought I was just going to I just say stuff <laughs> and you believe it. That's and usually I, how this works. And I do. <laughs> However, there's a few thousand people that listen to this podcast. And they believe the, me too. Judging by the download numbers, there's a few thousand people that listen to it, and I think they may want some evidence. I'll ask Kelly. She know she'll know. If Kelly and I concur on this, then it's done. Uh, for those of you listening for the first time, Kelly's our favorite Slytherin in Manhattan. Yes. She's our favorite Slytherin, comma, in Manhattan. Like she's, And she is in Manhattan. She's not just our favorite Slytherin in the borough of Manhattan. I don't know any other ones, so that she, wouldn't be a very good compliment. She's our favorite Slytherin who happens to also be in Manhattan. Yes. And my brother's also a Slytherin, but I like Kelly more. <laughs> uh, oh, and also the twins have mailed Percy poop before. We found that That out. is great. Uh, chapter 6 is the Port Key. A uh, very short chapter, and it is a super early rise for Fred, George, Harry, Hermione, Jenny, and Arthur. And I guess Molly, too, because she's making some porridge. Yeah, she's, she's just everywhere. She's bustling about. I don't about. know if she sleeps, though. I don't think so. I mean, why she... She might be one of those moms that, like, sleeps once the kids are all gone to school. Mm -hmm. Like, then she'll take a little little nap nap. and then gets up and cleans and starts starts on dinner. Uh, Mr. Weasley is dressed in his muggle best, Jessica. (laughs) And this chapter seems all about traveling within the muggle world without attracting a lot of attention. Basically. Is that kind of the the gist of the the whole chapter here? Um, yes. I did notice we had, and you're just going to have to trust me on this, there were some seeds planted. Like literal seeds? No. Like Jack and the Beanstalk? No. Like like those Chinese seeds that are getting sent to people? (laughs) You said, uh, by the way, for the record, Jess says, I want those seeds. Yeah, <laughs> like, why did I, I get them? I want to see what they do. Like, I won't plant them in the ground. I'll just keep them Put in a pot. Put a little pot in, the, in a room, sealed. But then you saw Under glass. The, so somebody posted on the internet, like, a picture of what the plants will look like, and it's the, the Manning plant from Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah. <laughs> Feed me, Seymour. That can't be. Like, all the seeds are all different kinds. So it's not all the same thing. Anyway. They're seed planted. Yes foreshadowing and such things that they talk about that will come up later okay. so I that was part of it it seemed like it wasn't a whole lot going on which has been the theme of this book yeah not a lot but going on. um there were a couple of things 
Uh, we learned about lying in. Yeah. Which apparently is like sleeping in. Yeah. Get a good get a good lie-in. Now, I did not sleep in this morning. Mm-hmm. I got up at a reasonable time. However, after being up for a couple hours, I took a nap and then got up for another few hours and then took another nap. Yes. So I didn't lie in. No. Well, just, not, a, not a true lie-in. Li- I just lied a lot. Around. <laughs> about. <laughs> I, I loo about. Um, I also... That was one of the ones I had to look in your book. So for those of you that... Uh, yeah or paying attention or have not been paying attention or have COVID brain like me uh, Jess usually reads the uh, UK version UK version of these books because she's got like fancy uh, Ravenclaw editions edition covers but that you got me you act like I'm being snobby over here you got these fancy books no I'm just I'm kind of bragging you you bought them for me I'm I'm bragging about how good of a husband I am yeah that's why I'm saying it like that and then I just read the the US paperback uh, whichever edition you can get your hands yeah. on yeah pretty much you know you were bar- you bar- were reading the old beat up copies mm-hmm. from the library at school yeah because every year at my Currently. library i buy new hardbacks of of the harry potter books and it's not just because they come out with cool new covers and they look cool on my on my wall the top all, of the shelf yeah you know, lined up next to each other it's because they get checked out so much that they get just beat up yeah you know it's the same thing with like the diary of a wimpy kid books and the dork diary books and the minecraft books and and stuff like that that just get checked out all the time by the kids so there's there's some lyrical differences between these books yeah so lion was one of the things i had to get up and grab your copy and compare there was a lot of things on like the very first pages of the chapter that I was like, wait a minute, does that, um, is that the same? Is that the same? I kept looking. Like there was something about the tickets, the way he said he had the... Pieces of parchment? Yeah. And I was like, I wonder if that's the same. And it was. The only difference that actually that I actually found was the romper again. Um. Or the jumper. The jumper. Jumper versus the sweater. sweater. Okay. Yeah, that seems about to be one that pops up regularly. Yeah, I don't know why. Just because they started it that way, they got to keep it going. Because we're Americans, and we don't know what a romper is. We don't. We're jumper. And, and if you tell us what it is, we're going to forget. But they gave us lying. Because we have so much coronavirus over here. <laughs> this was way before they were thinking about the coronavirus. Um, but, you know, they gave us lion. I just thought it was weird that they've given us a couple of, as the books have gone on, and they're like, oh, they can handle this, as these crazy Americans can handle some British lingo, but not, we, we got, it's got to be a sweater for us. Apparently, we're very attached to that word. Do you think when Hollywood producers were reading the script for this movie and they saw a lion they said well, how are we gonna are we gonna get a real lion are we gonna like cgi it are they lying <laughs> like you lying you lying you hey, lying hey you lying they're not going they lying and we also learn about apparatus yes now just how do you see, explain see some of these things they're they're giving us for later on so they don't have to yeah that's what this whole book's been so far they're just giving me stuff for later on when do i get to the later on good stuff what can you tell us about apparatus um so we we learned a lot about it actually 
Um, how does it work? How, magic. How, how might one apparate? <laughs> uh, you have to be magic, Daniel. You have to be magic. Yes. Okay, so assuming I am magic. Um, well, you're basically disappearing in one place and reappearing in another place. Like teleportation. Preferably the way you disappeared with all of your body parts and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and apparently it's it's a class. Further on in the books, our, our threesome will have to take the class. But um, it's kind of like, almost like a driver's like equivalent to like our driver's license you have to take a test and prove that you can do it and then you are allowed to do it and you're not allowed to do it or take the test until you're a certain age so it's a bit like our driver's test um and that's part of the problem with our chapter here is some of the older children are allowed to do it and but the younger ones are not so they have to go by different travel by different means so charlie bill and percy have all passed (laughs) just Two weeks ago for Percy. Mm-hmm. And I think they said Charlie took a couple a couple tries to do yeah. it. Like one he time got it on he his like second landed try. on some like poor lady's head in a supermarket. Yeah, a couple like miles that. away. So yeah, you gotta you gotta be able to hit your mark apparently. And when when stuff like that happens, that's like some, something for like the Muggle or for the the Wizarding version of Men in Black. They got to come in and like flashy thing flashy everybody. Thing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> when, when somebody just when somebody in, in a cloak just appears out of nowhere and splashes some poor, poor lady in a in an Aldi, <laughs> you know we've got to we've got to clean things up. At least it's a kid, and you know you can kind of kind of play it off. Oh, them them teenagers. So rowdy, disrespecting their elders and their crazy fads these days with the cloaks and whatnot. But something you alluded to is the fact that if you don't know what you're doing, bad things can happen. Because we heard about somebody that got they 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 live, but they got chopped in half. Yeah, yeah. This kind of disturbed me a little bit. I was a little annoyed because, and I don't know. If I guess you kind of play it off that they were like kind of sugarcoating it for the kids and want to scare them, whatever. But they kind of made it no big deal. And it's okay if half of your body is in another place and the other half's in back where you left it. And it's it's fine. It's fine. Somebody just comes and puts you back together. It's no big deal. But in later, uh, where this pops up later in the stories, it is a big deal. And, you know, you can die. And it's supposed to be this dangerous thing. Um, so I was a little kind of like put off by that. I was like, wait a minute, why are we making it sound like no big deal here, where I know it is later a bigger deal? Well, Arthur says it's very difficult for a large number of wizards to congregate without attracting muggle attention, and they're expecting Quidditch Cup is such a big deal. They're expecting like a hundred thousand wizards for this event all over the world, including Transylvania. So, so there's vampires everywhere. And there's going to, you know, expecting over 100,000 for this event. So it's kind of like a like a big NASCAR race, except with less racism. Well, maybe. <laughs> those NASCAR races, like, honestly, they have like 100,000 people, like, show up for them. Yeah, yeah. I'm not questioning that. It's the racism issue. I said less racism. I didn't say yeah, no I don't racism. Know. I know there'd be less. Probably less. You think you think there'd be less? You don't. You think there'd be 
Well, there's the whole pureblood muggle-born race issues that pops up a lot in this book, these books. Yeah, but, like, I don't want to get political or anything here, but... <laughs> I mean, a NASCAR race, like, the, the percentage of, of racist people in the audience got to be pretty high. Pretty high. I don't know. We'll have, we'll have an intern look it up. Maybe there's numbers on that. Maybe That's... Maybe you have to, like, check in as a racist when you, <laughs> when you, when you scan your ticket. Uh, some are taking buses and trains, taking re- regular muggle transportation, yeah. but we yeah. can't just have... That would draw attention if all of a sudden the buses and trains were just packed to the brim and there was no, like, big event going on in the muggle world. So we can't do all of that without attracting attention. So some are uh, apparating, and you need a dedicated spot for them to do so so they don't just... Squash someone. So, others are traveling via the uh, namesake of our chapter, which is Fort Key. And there is a deserted in the book they call it a moor. Yeah. Which is like a just like a, just like a big empty field. We need one of those. Yeah, because you, you do your dog racing. Yeah. We're, 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 Unfortunately, like, do you have any moors around that are, <laughs> we need a that are available on this date? Where we normally go is being shut down for COVID for the rest of the year, and now all events have been canceled, and we're trying to find another moor to use. So I'm familiar with Porky's a little bit. I don't really remember them from the movie, but I remember them from the, from the mobile game, the Harry Potter, what's it called? Wizards Unite? Yeah, that game. was it. And they have these port keys you can earn, and when you go, you can walk through the port key. It's like a portal to another, you know, area, like a hidden area, and you can get like you know power ups and stuff like that. Yeah, thingies that you need. So I'm familiar with like the concept of port keys, but how would you describe they work in the book? So in the book, it's described several times as a hook behind your navel. So once you touch it, you're like locked on well once it's activated you're like locked on you can't accidentally let go and it's like a string kind of i was imagining going through his finger all the way down his arm and hooked behind his navel and it pulls him to the designated predetermined location but these are just normal things in the muggle world that have been enchanted to Activate. Activate at a specific time to go to a specific place. Yes. So it's not like you can just, like, pick up the, the port key and say, I want to go to Australia. And and you go. That's not how no. it works. That, that port key has to be programmed to go to Australia, and you have, to, you have to happen to be touching it at the time that it takes off. It's like an airplane flight. Yeah, that's what I was You can't just, say. like, get on the airplane and say, all right, let's go. No, this airplane takes you off. You have to be at the plane time. at this time. You have to be in the plane, and it will take you to the predetermined location at the time, and that's your only option. You and, can't change anything about that. And the port key travels with you, so it's not like if you're. Oh, I'll just I'll I'll catch the next one. That port key's gone. Well, I think in the way they have it set up right now is that it might go back because it seemed like. More well, in their area, they were the only wizarding families going that still needed to go because they said they weren't waiting for anybody. There was nobody else in the area. He kind of ran through the list of families in the area, but and more maybe more 
populated areas, it might go back and have like another set time. So like, well, at the end of the chapter, they made it sound like when they showed up, there was like a, a dedicated group of wizards there to like accept them there, and they took the the, the port key, which happened to be an old boot, and they just threw it like in this bucket behind them. Oh, and there was like old soda cans in there, and. Like, just random stuff. Mm -hmm. So it made me think that, like, oh, this one's used. I'll just throw it in the bucket back Yeah, but I thought well, maybe they were, like, going to go, like, reset it or something. But maybe not that Somebody one. Somebody run the boot back. <laughs> Take it back. Hey. Maybe not that one. We got to like get I the said, boot back on the hill. Not a, Nobody else from that area was going. Somebody has to apparate back to the hill. Drop it off. Drop reset. Off. And set another time and then go back. So... So that's that's really how they work. Port keys are disguised as random, like throwaway objects, and Arthur Weasley just described as described it as something that the Muggles wouldn't even think twice to look at. He said stuff stuff that they'll just think is litter. So this one was like an old boot, and then in the chapter they said something about, uh. Or maybe maybe I read like the first page in the next chapter. I think you did because I didn't get to all that. Okay, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I'm a bad. Host. I was like, is this I'm a, a different not chapter? Not only am I a bad host, but I'm a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> because you read ahead, I, I don't did. think anybody on the podcast is going to fault you for reading ahead. I accidentally did that. I cheating. was like, no, I think it just announced that they were there. I didn't remember that part about the the tank yeah, has soda the book can or Jess whatever. Has has me on the, the witness stand right now with the book in her hand. Did you or did you not read, read ahead to the first page of the next chapter? It's not the first time you've done it. I just, I you just, don't do it very often, but it's not the first time. I apologize. It's okay. Here's my problem with port keys. Yeah? If it's just disguised as like a random object that could be construed as litter in the muggle world. Yes. What if they program something to be a port key, and somebody does like one of those adopt a highway things, <laughs> and then they just like, oh, old boot, that that's trash. I'll just pick that up, and now your port key's gone. And not only is your port key gone, but your port key's like in Muggle hands. Like, what if they happen to be like touching it at the time, and all of a sudden they like transport somewhere? There's a lot of bad things that can happen when you leave. This this is basically it's, just like leaving magic laying around. Yes, it's possible, but they do take precautions, and it's unlikely to happen. This it wasn't on a highway; it was in on a hill, the top of a I hill, know, in the middle of nowhere. Going hiking, and somebody says like, "Oh, that's a cool boot. What's that boot doing there?" I no, it's dirty and nasty. Nobody wants to touch it. That was part of the. Or what if somebody reason. says, oh, that's trash. I love this hill. Why is somebody you know, trashing my favorite hill? And I'm going to take this boot and I'm going to put it in my backpack so I can throw it away. and Put it in your backpack. Put it in my backpack. Um, it's, it's possible. Yeah, it's, but it's unlikely. It's irresponsible, Jess. And they probably put some wards up that deter muggles from coming in that area. Don't touch the boot. <laughs> Big sign. <laughs> it's one of those flashing highway signs. If you, climb, if you must climb the hill, do not touch the dirty boot at the top of the hill. Please and thank you. I'll tell you what, it's irresponsible, Jess. It's irresponsible and I'm not having any of it. They don't do it all the time. This is a special circumstance. 
Well, it's a special circumstance of them being irresponsible. Uh, they have to hike, the group has to hike to the top of Stout's Head Hill, uh-huh. where the port key will be. And they run With the into, backpacks? And they run into Amos and Cedric Diggory. Now, <laughs> Amos works at the Ministry with Arthur. Amos works for the Department for the Regulation and Control of Magic Creatures, which is something that Jess would maybe be interested in. Yeah. You would think, but not so fun. I mean, I am, but there are other parts of the Wizarding World that make me more interested. And Cedric is a cool Hufflepuff. Now, as a Hufflepuff, I didn't know those existed. Yeah, he's basically your guys' hero. <laughs> yeah. He's our he's the Michael Jordan of Hufflepuffs. <laughs> are you, are we going to talk about what your brother said? I don't know what you're talking about, so I guess we are. Uh, when we were first watching the movies. Oh, okay. And your brother, Bill the Slytherin. Who says he's a Hufflepuff. Who claims to be a Hufflepuff. He, um, before we started this movie, before we started the Goblet of Fire movie, he told us, guys, this is where it gets good. Mm. And I thought it was pretty good already. So I was really like, oh my gosh, this is going to be amazing. And, you know, however few minutes. Two minutes. So it takes a little while in the book to get to Cedric Diggory, but within two minutes of the movie, Cedric shows up, and it's none other than Twilight Boy himself, Robert Pattinson, <laughs> fall, like falls out of a tree. Yeah, like, just, just like, like drops lands out like of a, a tree. Lands like a cat, you know, on his feet, like out of a tree. And I'm like, oh, that's oh, why my brother liked it so much. This is Twilight yeah, Boy is in it. This is why. I just thought that was amusing. He's gonna be Batman, you know. Yeah. How you feel about that? I don't like that at all. <laughs> if we had at all, Daniel, if we had the Michael like, Scott. No, no, don't like that. No, don't like that. Yeah, but people kind of felt that same way about Michael Keaton in 1989. Did they feel that way about Ben Affleck? Because I didn't like that either. People were very divisive on Ben Affleck. Nope. It was either nope, not interested people, in that. Nobody, nobody was in the middle on Ben Affleck. It was either this is awesome or this is dumb. This is dumb. But everybody felt that way about like in, when Michael Keaton was going to be Batman. They're like, Mr. Mom? Mr. Mom's going to be Batman? And then it turns out he was awesome. And they're talking about bringing Michael Keaton back to like play like an older Batman now in you know, the upcoming multiverse. I didn't like chest hair Superman either, though. And everybody loved him. Not everybody. Well, they love him now, because he's the Witcher. Some do. Like, I don't know. My my group online is very... Same thing. It's very... Like, nobody like, really says that, oh, the Witcher is... Oh, it's okay. Everybody, you're, oh, oh, man, I love it. It's amazing. Or, eh, it's not good. It's not good. Hot takes by Jess. You're having a big show today. <laughs> I just sound like I hate everything. So, like I said, Cedric is the cool Hufflepuff. And as a Hufflepuff, he's kind of, even though he's the coolest Hufflepuff, the, the coolest Hufflepuff is still kind of, like, reserved a little bit. He's not, like, super cocky. Uh, doesn't come off as, like, you know, holier than thou. Yeah. Cedric is just pretty much perfect. Yeah. However, his dad's kind of a jerk. <laughs> I don't think he's a jerk. Okay, so I want to talk about this then, because <laughs> am I misreading it, or is he just proud of his son? Because some of the things he says 
about, oh, this is Harry? This is Harry Potter? This is the one you're always talking about? You you beat them in Quidditch, didn't you? You beat Harry Potter. You could tell your kids someday that you beat Harry Potter, which is kind of complimentary to Harry. Yeah. However, after that, he says things like, well, you know, uh, Cedric said, well, Harry fell off his broom, Dad. I mean, this wasn't really fair. And his dad says, well, if one person falls off their broom and one doesn't, I guess we can tell who the better flyer is. Like, who would say that to a kid? Who would say that? Whose jerk dad would say that to a child? And then he and then he said, well, it's it's obvious to tell that the best man won that day. And I think Harry would agree with that. What's Harry supposed to say to this grown man who's who's acting like a jerk dad? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think he comes off a little clueless, but nice in most of the story. I think. We're off to a bad start for I, Amos. Okay, I so get it. Okay, so based on my small sample, yes. he's a jerk. He's a jerk. I'm going to need a whole lot more to swing, <laughs> you know, to swing this pendulum the other direction. Um, Is that a COVID cough? No. It was a, I sucked in a breath weird. Because I was laughing, cough. You can't admit that I'm just like super funny, and <laughs> that you do that, you do that all the time because you're constantly laughing. Usually, cough. At, usually at me. But what are you talking about? Uh, we're talking about Amos Diggory being a jerk. No, I thought you were talking about. I don't cough all the time. You laugh all. The time. Oh, okay. I was confused. Sometimes at the point of coughing. Coughing hysterics. No, not that often. Anything else you want to say about Amos? Because I'm not a fan right now. I, I don't think he's that bad. Famous Amos. Keep keep. keep See the cookie open guy. Mind. Keep an open mind. See the cookie guy. Maybe. You don't okay, know. Okay, that would sw- like if he gave me cookies, like tasty, yeah. tasty chocolate morsels, <laughs> chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. I then then you'd be okay I'm with like, them. I'm like okay, you can be a jerk to Harry if you want. <laughs> Uh, the port key is set to transport at a certain time for whoever's touching it, right? You just have to be touching it, even just with just to be a touching finger. It. Mm-hmm. So there's like a large group of people because we've got we've got Arthur, we've got Fred, George, Jenny, Ron, Harry, Hermione, Amos, and Cedric all touching this boot. Yeah, and they've got the big backpacks, so it's hard yeah, to so like hard get to, like, close get to each other and stuff. The boot's really small, you know. But the large group transports, and Jessica, we've done another chapter where nothing really happens. We just kind of go somewhere. Oh, we didn't talk about Fred and George's contraband. So they tried to sneak some of the the tongue tongue taffy. Yeah. Tongue tongue taffy. Tongue tongue. Tongue tongue taffy. Okay, nailed it. First try. Yes. They tried to sneak in and sneak uh, some contraband out of the house in their pockets, and Molly caught them. She was Akio, 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 <laughs> and it's everywhere. Their pockets, the linings of their jackets, yeah, in the just hem imagine, of their like, jeans. Just all this stuff, just like like ripping holes in their in their clothes, like they're already are like all patched up, and like just ripping holes out with all the you know stuff they've sewn into the lining of their. It's like, mom, it took us six months to make all that. Yeah, she said if you'd been, you'd have got more owls if you'd been doing, doing more studying during those yeah. six months. So they're not happy with Molly as she's as they're leaving, and Molly's not happy with her either. So we no. haven't really changed the the, the tenseness. Which 
between the three of them in, in the issues. last chapter. And just so this chapter, like I said, just reminds me, or just makes me think of like if you were writing a story because you you've written. Uh, I just started a new one. A couple actually. of eight stories that you won't let me read any of them. I, we're, I'm gonna have to wait until Jess becomes a published author, and then I'm gonna have to buy the book myself. And like sneak it. And then she said, like, if she was with me, she still wouldn't let me buy it. <laughs> he said he was gonna buy. He was gonna so find was gonna, a pirated copy yeah, online. I was gonna download it illegally. Then. <laughs> take money out of your pocket. No. Literally, take money out of your pocket. That's not cool. It's like if you wrote a chapter. Where you just like go to the hardware store or something, and it doesn't really advance the story, but you're just talking about like, oh, I, I looked at uh, wood glue and uh, I looked at uh, clamps and I looked at uh, some potting soil. Yeah, well, she so she has set up this format where she starts him at home. We do some things there, and then we go on, you know, journey to Hogwarts. And I feel like since she kept stuck to that format and we started at home, she's like, oh, okay, now I have to get him to the Weasleys. Now I have to get him and all the Weasleys to the Quidditch Cup. And it, it, I, I, she probably could have started the story a little later, but then she wouldn't have followed her format that she set up. Well, we're just, we go somewhere again. Yep. Went for a walk in this chapter. <laughs> we went for a walk and we touched a dirty old boot. <laughs> <laughs> Big things happening here on Harry But we Potter did it with Goblin our Park. friends. Anything else you want to add about the chapter uh, before we get into our email? No. Uh, you can always email us, broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. If we met you last night, you picked up one of our bookmarks. The uh, Twitter and the email is, is on there. Please email. Those two have probably started at the beginning, though, so it's going to take them a while to be able to hear this part. Yeah, that's true. Unless they just click on the newest. But isn't that kind of cool? You like email us and then we like put you out there like into the 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 podcast verse forever and ever and ever. Ever and ever. Somebody's you gonna, are like immortalized. You are. And like somebody 20 years from now is going to listen to this podcast because the great thing about Broomsticks and Butterbeer as a podcast, I try to put like timestamps in there. Like we're recording this in 2020. So if we talk about something that's happening in the world right now, you kind of get the, you know, kind of have uh, see I have COVID brain right now I have a word that I want to think of and I can't um, think of find it. it I can't can't find it uh, you kind of have uh, something to, to base that on still can't think of the word I want to say however most of the show is evergreen and it's kind of uh, they have that's one of the things when you produce a podcast they ask is it is it serial or is it evergreen and cereal, not like breakfast cereal, but like S-E-R-I-A-L, is it like about current events? Is it about something that... Oh, like, I figured it was about breakfast cereal because breakfast cereal doesn't last very long and it gets stale and you have to throw it out. That makes more sense no, to see, me. That makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it's kind of like on and Friends. And evergreens, when, then they stay green forever and they don't ever die or well i mean eventually they die but you know what i mean they they stay the way they are they stay like fresh and well they smell fresh you know you could get an evergreen air freshener it would smell good smell fresh all this makes sense to me it's like on friends when joey was talking about it's a moo point yeah it's supposed to be a moot point no it's a cow it's a moo it's like a cow's opinion like it doesn't matter and they kind of go huh that makes sense (laughs) (laughs) i like that better 
but this is, I mean, this is evergreen. This is, this book came out, you know, 20 plus years ago. Mm-hmm. And 20 years from now, the book's not going to change, and our discuss- discussion of it's not going to change either. Yeah. So you could listen to this, you know, whenever. And so it's going to be immortalized. We're going to give you a shout out on air. And one of the people we're going to give a shout out to this week is Chantel. Hi, Chantel. Chantel writes, hi, Jess and Dan. Put you first. Yes. I don't know how I feel about that. I found your podcast recently by chance. I was on YouTube looking for Harry Potter trivia and came across the People's Trivia Company for the first time. That's our friends Austin and Jack, the free People's Trivia Company. Uh, shout out to Austin and Jack, and they do live trivia uh, as of right now, every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. That's not evergreen information. No. That's serial information. <laughs> Well, it might be a little longer than cereal because it's been going on. Wow. Yeah, it's like one of those like uh, uh, shredded wheat cereals that never really go bad because they're just like cardboard. Uh, like cardboard. The oatmeal packets. Yeah, cardboard like never really goes bad. Yeah. But shout out to Austin Jack, People's Trivia Company, a live trivia every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific time, which is 9 p.m. 9 PM our Central, time. Central, 10 p.m. For Kelly and Anastasia on the East Coast, and I got to say Jennifer, seven o'clock for her on the West Coast. Because if I mention Kelly and Anastasia, don't mention Jennifer. Oh, we'll hear about yeah, it. She'll, she'll be very upset. They gave a shout out to you guys, so I looked you up, and then I binged every episode in about a week. That's a lot. <laughs> I think we're like in the sixties right now, like sixty. And some of those early, some of the episodes are really long. You guys are so funny. I told somebody that last night. I go, we're really funny. And I, and think, I have, like, documented proof. Yeah, I've got, I've got you know, proof in black and white right here. <laughs> and it's so neat to hear Dan experience books for the first time. I've been working 12-hour days, and part of my work day is spent in my office alone listening to, comma, listening to you two has gotten me through the past week. So my question to you is, which characters do you think would make a good couple if you could ship anyway? Thanks for all the entertaining content. I'm looking forward to hearing you discuss the next chapter. This makes me feel so good inside. I feel some pressure. Like, what are we? Gonna, what's she gonna do now? Because she's all caught up. We gotta record we, more. We gotta, <laughs> we gotta produce more content. Yeah. So, um, thank you, Chantel. Thank you for being a fan of the show. Thank you for giving us a, an opportunity. We we hope that we are. Uh, giving you something, you know, we always talk about. It. We hope that we're giving some you a little bit of an escape from the craziest craziness that's going on in the world here in 2020, and or, or whenever you're you're listening to this, mm-hmm. and it seems like for one person at least, um, we're getting them through their workday with a little bit of entertainment. So, thank you, Chantel, and uh, hopefully we will not. Uh, hopefully we'll continue to be entertaining and not disappoint you in the future. But please email back in if you got more questions. Just because you email in once and we give you a shout out, please email back in and you know ask more questions, give more thoughts. And it doesn't even have to be a question; just could be just a thought, you know, something that you agree with or disagree with. You could just tell us we're funny again. You could do that. That always I feel great right now. <laughs> I feel really good right now. You so, have made his week. Just so, so you know. So this word ship. Yes, he hates it. Oh my uh, goodness. I only became familiar of this word within the last couple of years, I would say. And Jessica is a big YA book fan, and her and her YA friends 
were talking about shipping characters, and I'm yes. thinking it's like when when Garfield would try to ship Normal to Abu Dhabi, <laughs> like yeah. put him in a box and, and you know nail down the the pallet on the top and. No, Daniel. No. So uh, explain shipping. Shipping is when you want two characters to be in a relationship. Yeah, see, I don't, see, I don't like that. And it's not Chantel's fault. I I have not liked this She's using years. the proper terminology. She is. And it's and it's not her question that I dislike. I, there, is, there is documented evidence of me not being comfortable with this terminology for years, right? Is it documented? Let's, did you write it down somewhere? Somebody did. I think one of the interns might have. Oh, okay. They've got journals. Just so if I ask you to yeah. produce... Yeah, I'll ask the one of the evidence to, have go to back up what you I'll said. I'll a research project. Uh-huh. We'll give him some college credit. Uh, okay. So shipping. Shipping. I'm gonna I'm gonna say for this question, we know so, we know where some of these characters end up. Yes. I'm gonna so say you can like you could do whatever you want here. You can, yeah, do whatever you, you want. Can fantasy fantasy book here. Oh, we, that's a wrestling term. We talk about booking matches and um, It's and stuff. fanfic in literature. Fanfic? Yeah. If you write fan fiction. Yeah. So you can, you know, use whatever, you know, we, we don't have to judge it based on what has actually happened with uh, the characters that end up together. If you could fantasy ship any of uh, the characters in these stories, ones we've met, already or ones we haven't met yet anybody come to mind i got a couple um one kind of obvious one and one kind of a more low-key hmm, i'm curious uh before we started recording you asked me if i'd given this any thought and i said i had some i had thoughts but i hadn't really come up with an answer to the question and i'm still kind of there like I know there's been a lot of, oh, so-and-so shouldn't end up with so-and-so, they shouldn't end up with so-and-so. That's a lot of that going on. Yep. And I can see some of that. I kind of just like to let it lie, though. I'm like, no, I'm fine with this. I'm fine with the way it turned out. I don't really want to mess with that. Um, my biggest thing is, I really wish, and I know authors that you can't. No, not everybody can have the perfect happy ending. You can't. You know, there are there are authors out there that perfectly line up. Everybody ends up paired off at the end, and it's perfect, and everybody's happy. That's, yeah, but that's just that's just not realistic. Realistic, yeah. And right there, I couldn't even think of the word realistic. <laughs> I'm glad you're there for me. There you go. Um. So, but my biggest one, the one I wish I'd gotten, at least somewhat of a happy ending. And I know she's a strong, confident woman. She doesn't need a man. But I just wish she had one. Professor McGonagall. Mm-hmm. I just... I... If you haven't gotten on Pottermore and read McGonagall's backstory, it's really sad. And I wish that she just had more love in her life. I really do. She had a, a, a muggle that she was deeply in love with. But her mother had married a muggle. and was that it Davy Jones? Everybody was Everybody Davey. loved Davy Jones. Jones I was going to marry Davy Jones. Yeah, me too. 
And it didn't end out well for her mother, and then she fell in love with a muggle, and she was like, you know what? This isn't going to end well for me either, so I'm just going to pass. And she walked away from it. And it just, it made me really sad reading her backstory. And I really wish, and I thought, you know, I sat there and I'm looking at lists of characters, I'm like, who could she possibly fit with? There isn't any. Gilroy Lockhart, yeah. Ew! <laughs> Ew! Um, and she, I, she'd, she'd get him in line. <laughs> I think it'd be good for both of them. I found that a lot when I was looking, trying to find other ideas. They would, I'd find somebody. I'm like, oh, that person needed a happy, you know, a happy ending. That person needed, but there wasn't anybody for them in the in the content of the story. I mean, you could pick like some random name that was just mentioned and be like, yeah, let's put them together. But you don't really know anything about that person to. Are there any other uh, nearly headless ghosts that we can fix Nick Nick up with? No. See, this is the problem. There isn't. There aren't any other matches. The matches that she made somebody that like went through like were the only matches in the story. You know. Yeah. Similar. Share experience. (laughs) Something to build that relationship on. Mm -hmm. Some common ground. I think the obvious one that a lot of people say was Harry and Hermione. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people thought that they. A lot of people thought that they were going to end up together. Because I remember, I wasn't reading books at the time, but I was remembering, I remembered when the books were coming out. And I was aware of a lot of the story. I hadn't even seen the movies or anything, but people talk. Yeah. You know, they're very popular books. Well, and in the beginning, I think a lot of people shipped Harry and Hermione. Yeah. And people were very... And they just assumed that's the way it was going to go. Yeah. People were very surprised, spoiler alert, that, that, that that doesn't happen. But... They seem like they would have been great together. Yeah, I you think know, so. Both. And I think that's the biggest argument out there is people still ship them. Yeah. Together. But it's almost I'm trying like to annoy him. It's not. I'm not getting any reaction, guys. Almost like yeah. I'm just like it's just <laughs> like, like when whatever. You, when you when you've already uh, you know punched like a part of your leg so it goes numb. Like keep hitting <laughs> it. Like there's no effect after that. <laughs> But I think just, like, it's almost like we had to give... Ron was the punching bag for, like, the majority of the stories. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we had to give him... But he got Hermione. And it's there. There's groundwork. And you can tell that they have feelings for each other. It, it starts probably in this book. Um... And so it's there. Mm-hmm. You know it's com- sure. I mean, you know it's there. It's not like the Thank surprise you. at the end. Oh, we're just going to start connecting dots. Swerve these two down. go together. These two go together. Surprise! Yeah. It's all laid out. And the Jenny fascination with Harry is from the beginning. From, you know, from step one. Yeah. You know. But I think Harry and Hermione is one that would, would have worked out very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, my low-key one is Neville. I love Neville. I tried. I was looking at Neville going, gosh, where can we put him? And Luna. Yeah. Here's why. Okay. They're both kind of the weirdos, yeah. the outcasts. They're both... But they, 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 they kind of have some... If I remember from the movie correctly, when Dumbledore's army kind of getting together and then we're actually battling Voldemort's army. They really kind of have some 
some time together where you kind of see that they have a lot in common or they can, you know, possibly gel well together. I just think that they're both so odd that that would work. Yes, and the movies did skew that way. Not so much in the books. Mm -hmm. And I think J.K. Rowling even made a, a statement after the last movie and said that, you know, she, like, the scene that happens in the movies doesn't happen in the books, mm -hmm. but she just kind of went along with it. I think she kind of said, oh, yeah, they had a fling after the end of the books, but they were not right for each other, and they would never be right for each other, and so it was just, like, she was way too odd for him. <laughs> and... <laughs> And that made sense, too, and I forget, I think Neville ends up being a teacher at the school and marries somebody who works in town at Hogsmeade, and they live happily ever after kind of thing, and I'm okay with that. Uh, there was one that I saw online, it wasn't my idea, and I wanted to see if you just totally shoot it down or not. Shooting it down. I've been shooting everything down tonight. Draco and Hermione. You have any? Can you give any reason why that would be a good idea? Um, no, not really. Uh, but so Hermione's one of those ones we've talked before about. You know, she ended up in Gryffindor, but she probably could have been Ravenclaw. But she probably could have been a little Slytherin too. Mm -hmm. She's she bad. She's not bad. <laughs> she was all about the rules everyone in the beginning. Is, and then yeah. she starts breaking she, all the she rules. She says she's all about the rules. But that's Gryffindor, too. She that they says just she's all about break the, the rules. rules. But she breaks the rules in every book. I meant more of ambition. It's the biggest rule breaker in every book. Not the rule breaker issue. The ambition. She wants to be good. She wants to... Not necessarily wants to be the best, though. Like, that's not her drive. Like, ha, I've got to be better than everybody. She would she, like to be, like, valedictorian. Yeah. You know? Like, she would. Like, that kind of drive. And But I think some of hers... I mean, she does love to learn, but some of hers also comes from a stem... a, a spot of insecurity, because she was muggle-born, and she was coming into this world that she didn't know anything about, and yeah, so like she, she kind of had to, like, read everything she could get her hands on so that she wouldn't be behind. Like, she had this fear of being behind. Um, so the ambition is there, but it's not the same as a Slytherin ambition. So I could kind of see where you'd be like, oh, well, they both kind of want to be the best. But I just, I don't think they would match. He's too... Close-minded, <laughs> and this is how it is, and. But I thought like maybe she could kind of open him up. Yeah, and to a you new know, world. like when, when the a boys like pull the girls' hair. <laughs> a new fantastic point of view. <laughs> um, you know, like when the, when the boy pulls the girl's hair, mm -hmm. and it's really because he likes her. Maybe he like didn't know how maybe he liked her this whole time no there are a lot of excuses made for draco there's a lot I of people know, who love and draco and I, a lot of excuses are made for him to, to give excuses and for even draco. kelly was like it's the way he was raised yeah but he's also a little bit of evil person he comes around a smidge by the end but yeah no i thought about that 
finding somebody for Draco towards the end that could kind of ease them in. Neva kind of was like, what about, like, Draco and Luna? Like, that would be, like, the extreme there. If he was like, I can't, this is wrong. I can't even bully you because you're so, you won't let me. (laughs) You won't respond to my bullying. You're so weird. (laughs) I didn't mean it like that. I meant You're, like she just like thanks <laughs> his upbringing okay. and the way that he had been raised. If he was like finally realizing that that whole thing was wrong, and he's like, I'm gonna go live a different way. I'm turning my life around, and I'm gonna go like that would be the extreme to go with Luna. But I still don't see that working. Like he couldn't even handle it because she'd be too weird for him. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like that's another one. It, I want it, Luna to be happy too. Like I. Oh, I gave her Neville. <laughs> She's fine. She's okay. good. Uh, have, you, have you seen Neville lately? Yeah. He's like an underwear model now. He's, He's amazing. Yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> she did all right. We met Luna at um, at uh, one of the Comic-Cons. Yeah, I don't remember which one. Chicago? So we had my brother, who's a Slytherin. We had you and Luna, who are Ravenclaws. Ravenclaws. Uh, me, the Hufflepuff. We yeah, just, we so it had a, to be Chicago. We were missing a Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. But, uh. Yeah, she's she's really nice. But, uh, I don't know. I just think if anybody could kind of change, you know, I hate to say that, like, relationship, because there's a, there's always that, that stigma about changing people. Mm-hmm. I think I can change them. Helping but, them see a different But I think way. Hermione would be the one to be able to, to do it. And Draco, to his credit, he's really smart. Like, he's... Like gets like good good marks and, and everything. So intellectually, he wouldn't be like super. And everybody's inferior to Hermione intellectually, mm-hmm. but he wouldn't be like super, you know, way below her. And I think that's was some of the argument with the way it ended up with Ron and Hermione is that like she would get frustrated. Yeah, just eat him alive. <laughs> like, why are you so stupid? <laughs> I really can you just go in another room because I need. A I moment. need a minute. I need five. I need five. <laughs> I need a minute. You're just gonna have to to go somewhere else. <laughs> well, we've. Uh, I thought this was gonna be like our shortest episode ever. We've gone over an hour <laughs> <laughs> on a chapter that was like three pages. It was like nine. It's fun though. Yeah. Have a good time. Uh, you send us your emails: broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail Follow us on Twitter at BroomsticksB. You can always uh, also follow us on Facebook. And subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform, whether it be Apple Podcasts, we've got an uh, iPhone or Apple products, Google Play if you're an Android user, uh, iHeartRadio, which is a free app on any uh, device, Spotify, there is a free Spotify, there's also paid Spotify, but I think I think it's on the, the free version of Spotify, which is an app that you can get on any device. And now, another app you can get on any device, Pandora. Pandora. Which you can also uh, listen to just on the internet, too. You just go to Pandora.com and you can listen to us via the inter- interwebs as well. Mm-hmm. The magic of uh, the internet, which is a series of tubes, I hear. That's what Al, Al Gore said. The internet's a series of tubes. Yeah, that makes sense. Like so, in Paddington? I'm yeah. Go to that place and he sticks the sandwich in the tube. <laughs> I love Paddington. Might be, it might be the best movie ever made. Except for Paddington 2. <laughs> <laughs> we 
which also might be the best movie ever made. At one point, I was looking at the rot- the tomato meter on RottenTomatoes.com, and Paddington Two was a one hundred percent. I mean, they that means they could not find a critic that did not like Paddington Two, and The Godfather was only a ninety nine percent. So Paddington Two, greater than sign The Godfather. Nice. So whatever podcast platform you're listening on, give us, if uh, they allow you to uh, do a review, give us a five-star review. Tell us why you like the show. It'll help our up our profile. And tell your friends, tell your family, tell your students if you're a teacher. We make this family-friendly so that everybody can listen to it. Uh, you won't hear any vulgar language out of Jessica's mouth. Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> no, he, he edits it out if I do. I just edit it out. It's not a big deal. <laughs> But uh, we thank everybody for downloading, listening, subscribing, and spreading the word. We really thank uh, our new friends we met at the Hoots game last night. Thanks to Chantel for sending us an email. We love having you along for the ride. Chantel, if you need some audiobook recommendations, because now you don't have an endless supply of broomsticks and butterbeer, let me know. Hit Jess up. She's at Jess Rhino on Twitter. At Jess R-Y-N-O mm-hmm. on Twitter. You can uh, follow her and then uh, shoot her some uh, some questions and she'll uh, hit you back. Or just email us boomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com make sure Jess gets the email. Yes. She's really good at uh, book book recommendations. And you, if you follow her on Twitter you get as long book as, reviews. As long as you like YA fantasy. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm very kind of limited yeah, in my genre. I mean, Harry Potter is the yeah. was the catalyst for the, the YA boom. You know, we talked about that. So chances are you probably do. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for. So thank you, everybody, for joining us. Next time we'll be back with Chapter 7 of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, where we will go to another place and probably just walk around. Yeah, probably. Until next time, I'm Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.